Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our well-being as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission to say, you just need a little bit of help. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome. My name is Mike and this is Open Journal. I hope you are well out there. I hope things are good for you this week. I'm delighted to tell you that Jacob is back on the podcast. So we're going to be talking about a few different things. We're going to be reflecting back on Jacob's experience with a range of different campaigns, activities uh, and projects as well. We're going to be talking about that transition that Jacob has got um from kind of being a a receiver of services of counseling and support and hopefully progressing in his future to being a kind of a counselor and someone that is then offering that support um and just building on the work that he's been doing as as a campaigner as an activist around mental health uh, and supporting all people but particularly young people um through his experience we'll also talk a little bit about lockdown and Jacob's experience transitioning gender and kind of how that's been particularly given the last year and a half with lockdown and kind of restricted opportunities to interact with people and in some situations to access services as well. So a big thank you from me to Jacob for for being so willing to be open to share his insights and experiences with us today. Um, I already look forward to the next time that we sit down and have a conversation. I know you are all going to enjoy listening to this one and if you are interested in being a guest on the podcast in the future please do feel free to have a look at the website get in contact you can find information at openjournalbc.com and yeah let me know it'd be interesting to to have conversations with you in the future i hope you enjoy this week's episode i know you will and uh yeah here is this week's episode hello jacob uh, it's lovely to sit down and have a chat. The last time we saw each this is a weird one. The last time we saw each other was at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, how have you been in the, what has it been now? Like a month, month and a half? How have you been over the last month? It feels a lot longer than a month, don't you think? 
Oh, it feels like, I think because we've changed, or it feels like we've changed seasons now, it sort of feels like quite a long time ago. Like to say it was, is it four weeks? Like it just feels weird to say that's the four weeks or a month ago. It feels much longer. Yeah, so much has happened in that in that month though. Like I started university, um, my counselling course, and then decided that it wasn't the right time. Um, I found another one and that got postponed till September 2022. So I've had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I've been to London quite often, um, been supporting a guy called Paul McGregor. He was running eight marathons in eight days, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and he's an absolute superstar for what he's done and what he's achieved. So that was an amazing feat to kind of see him finish that. Um, also, I've uh, almost two months on testosterone now, so kind of my voice is dropping a bit and I'm getting pretty damn excited about that. So, um, yeah, things um, are quiet, but there's a lot of quite big, exciting things that are happening. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, you know, Christmas is creeping along. I'll be 24 soon. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to just, you know, seeing what what happens, what comes up. So. It feels like, like you say, it's it's that sort of time of year, isn't it? I guess where we cycle into um, sort of that we're coming up to like a winter period where, in my head, mentally we just we are just moving from summer to winter at the moment. Like there's not really much in between, um, and a lot going on. Like you say, looking at the university courses and kind of the that possible future career side. It's a time when there's a lot of, I guess, decisions and activity happening as well. It's not just that seasonal thing actually yeah. you're at a stage where there's quite a lot of uh I guess like life things happening as well yeah a, a load a, a load of change um mm. and some change is great I don't like change so mm. <laughs> not very good at dealing with change um um so I've been at Young Minds as an activist so as a sort of a campaigner working with them for the past five years um and it's coming to the end next month so um I've spoken about that a lot on like my socials and stuff um, and it's very difficult time for me to sort of move away from the having a comfort blanket of the you know the mental health campaign world to realise that I can do this myself mm. I don't need other people's backing um, so yeah me and change are not compatible at all <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's that in my mind the kind of the journey that you've had and that is going on kind of I see that link where um kind of you've accessed support you've been part of support offering that to other people through projects like you say um with with young minds with other projects and campaigns as well um and I know you had that or you have or had that aspiration to kind of go into counselling and different types of support in the future um like what has that journey been like like you mentioned there's some changes with your course and stuff at the moment but I guess I guess my question is more about kind of mentally and emotionally what's that like thinking about shifting from being the person receiving support to being the person offering it in the future um I think it's a mixture of emotions really like I I thrive off giving other people support um but it's very much 
for me it's learning about sort of self-care and how to look after myself within that um and I think that maybe that m might be part of the reason why I was kind of happy that the course was postponed in a weird way because you know I need to I can't go in there glass half half full um so yeah that in, in a way it was a good thing um I mean at the beginning I was like oh my god no I can't like uh, what am I going to do for 11 months <laughs> um, so it, it's it's challenging but I can see a lot of positives in that um coming from like a place where you know I had no idea who I was um and I went through young minds I'd done like, a lot of campaign work and sort of found myself within that and I sort of that was the first place I ever came out to people as like being a trans guy mm -hmm. um so it's been a very long journey to get here um and it's a course that shouldn't that a lot of people you can get online um because it isn't um a protected like job as such like, anyone can do it and that's kind of worrying in, in a fact that you know it's it's probably going to take me about six years to become a therapist from the point i started um so there's a lot of this is a massive journey mm. I'm, I'm glad I'm on it but it's just difficult like oh my god I'm going to be looking after people but at the same time I'm like oh my god I'm so excited I'm going to be looking after people so it's going to be it's it's just going to be a continued journey and it, it's never going to stop um it's like a lot of people sort of strive for careers and stuff and they get the job and it's like it's stopped but for me it's like oh I've got to keep going and going and going I want to be the best person that I can be um so yeah I don't I see it as a life journey I don't see it as a destination as such I really like I like that that sort of outlook of like it's a it's always going to be an ongoing journey there will always be new things to learn about myself and this is a profession or as yeah. a career like there, like you say I think there are I don't know sometimes there are people with those I need to get to certain like life marker or moment or I want a particular job or or whatever that is and that's great if that works for them but I think I'm probably a little bit more similar to you in that outlook of it's a continued journey like I don't know what I'm going to want in six months time in 12 months time it could be that I want to you know doing an extra training course or qualify yeah. something else and um you don't know what your life experience is going to kind of lead you to um and I think that can be a really valuable mindset to go into something with as well especially counselling where I guess we're always learning new uh tools more um insights into how people's minds work and how to support them yeah for sure like there's so many different avenues you, you can go down now um and you know everyone's different like no one brings the same thing to the table so you know it's about learning how to adjust but also learning about about how your own life experience and how your own feelings affect that relationship so um yeah so it's just a continued journey really um it's something that you know in the future I'd like to continue working with young people um that's like literally where my where my heart falls so um I want to help sort of young people kind of realise their full potential, um, you know, to be confident in society. Um, so 
I think for in, in my own experience so there was no no one there when I was young to tell me you know you've definitely got this <laughs> you've definitely got this like you just keep going um, and I think that is kind of what I want to give to other young people in the future so and I think it's it's really positive that you've you've had that experience as a young person accessing support as well and then had that role as a uh, like a campaigner a supporter a volunteer at this stage so kind of moving forward that's really going to help inform what you do and kind of what you can add into that conversation I think it will be will be huge um and you mentioned there a little bit like the the impact of change um and kind of different struggles and different times and we've obviously had a lot of change and a lot of I guess unrest over the last sort of year and a half with lockdowns and kind of different ways that people can access services and for I guess a lot of people probably just that they can't um but what has that period been like for you like hopefully we're gradually coming out of it but I feel like I've been saying that for six months now um (laughs) I thought the pandemic at the beginning was only gonna last a few weeks (laughs) and look where we are (laughs) yeah yeah it's been it's been it's been really difficult at the beginning obviously like I I joke about it but I generally thought it was only last a few weeks um so I only set my you know you kind of prepare yourself for like you know what's to come but you know how long you know it's almost been like two years isn't it I think I think we're over we're, we're over 18 I think we're over 18 months now and then it's like not knowing what it's going to be like through the winter. So like in yes. my in my mind, it's going to be two years by the time we get round to sort of March, April time, and hopefully, then you're starting yeah. to see kind of more of a return to kind of face to face life, I guess. Yeah, I think there's been a, a severe misunderstanding on um, the, the the people that have anxiety disorders and how that actually affects them um I got I went through a stage of actually being too scared to leave my front door because I thought I was just gonna get ill um touch wood I've never I haven't had COVID Mm. um thank god um but um I I know loads of people who have um so the kind of the the worry about leaving my house Mm. So even go to a shop is just extreme um and the the inability to access services like i can't like you know so many people it's on the news at the moment there's so many people moaning as such that they can't speak to the gp face to face um and it's that constant disconnection of phone calls um i can't see my gp he's not there but he's on a phone and i'm like i want to see him um so and I think that kind of seeps into where I was before the pandemic. I was quite lonely and I was quite isolated. So kind of that's kind of ramped up about 100 times um, living in kind of a rural community. Somewhat feels safer, but at the same time, it's not safer, like mentally, because there's no one around. Mm. <laughs> um, so that kind of sense of belonging that sense of having someone to chat to is being harder to find um so there has been a lot of 
lows as such and I think that's quite common in something like this we're all facing quite like uncertainty and like no one knows what they're doing um so but there's also been like times where I've had like I've got a job at Young Minds as a youth advisor um working King's College London um I joined a new charity called Beyond um which is chaired by Johnny Benjamin um and that's been incredible because it's helped me sort of move past that kind of loneliness and isolation um and kind of we've worked with a photographer called, called Rankin who um we went up to the studios and had a photo shoot which was pretty weird I'm not used to being in front of a camera I'd rather just hide the other side of the camera and hide in the corner um so that was that was incredible it was like a time where I was like oh my god things are moving forward mm. um and obviously I started testosterone which was quite cool um or massive actually um and sort of going because of the the worsening sort of like mental health not mental worsening gender NHS services um having to wait over seven years just to be seen by a specialist um well around seven years sometimes um which is just mind-blowing mm. um so i i basically the past 18 months i've kind of lived on twitter and youtube <laughs> and have been figuring out what i want to do in my future um and like where i want to go um and been focusing on like my health um mm. so like exercising more um eating better um which has kind of led me to you know my type 2 diabetes now being in kind of normal stage so i don't have it anymore to well to have diabetes but you know normal um so all these little things I'm quite proud of and I it's it isn't it don't seem good to you remind yourself of the small wins and I think a lot of people out there don't remind themselves of you know the small wins they don't have to be big things even getting out of bed some days it's like oh my god yes done that well done um and that's like it's never it's never taken into account and that's something I've been trying to do over the past 18 months I think it's it's really interesting kind of hearing that even just you talking through it feels like that journey of um, like at the beginning that like the isolation that many people will have been feeling like regardless of whether they're affected by a, a mental health illness but that isolation that we had and adjusting to like accessing services and support online um, while that has worked for some and it, I th it feels like it has been a real growth period for like certain online support I feel like I see quite a lot more of that now if that's not for you like it's really difficult and just hearing that that mindset of like you mentioned like the dropped calls and things like that like there are times when technology fails and if you're not able to or quite literally at times we're not allowed to go outside and just go and meet people and have a conversation or um, certain services weren't running what can you do like you, there, there is real limited options um, 
and then yeah kind of that journey forward to getting involved with some of the different campaigns and feeling like you're now almost kind of coaching yourself as well um kind of picking up those positive things that are happening and, and the journey that you're you're going on as well yeah it's it's, it's been an I think there is definitely a place for like digital like support um but it doesn't meet everyone's needs mm. um so when the pandemic started um my therapy moved online um I wasn't I wasn't happy um, <laughs> um but that has kind of brought an added connection because like my therapist like brings his cats to our counselling session and I'm like oh my god it's so cute um so we've 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 as in a weird way we've kind of grown a closer therapeutic relationship because now I'm in his space like he's kind of like doing his zoom from his house and I'm doing my zoom from my house so there's a sense that there's more connection even though there's a sense that there's also a sense that there is no connection at all. So it's a very weird kind of way to explain it, but that's how it feels. Um, I think overall I've realised that I am not as... Antisocial is not the right word, but but I, I, but I need people. Um, where before I thought, oh, I could just sit on YouTube and have my headphones in and I might be flipping happy. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've realised the importance of um, connection um, and how, like, connection is major. Like, before, we didn't take it for, well, I didn't take it for granted. Like, I, I was like, oh, I've just done that. I'm just going for have a chat, like, it, you know. But now I'm, like, having to plan it because it has to be online um mm. or the person I want to go and see is I'm more wary of Covid than I am um so it's tricky um but it's but without that kind of sort of like internet and like zoom and all the other stuff I wouldn't be where I am today I wouldn't mm. I wouldn't have joined other other charities and um I think well, taking it down another route, but I, I think that if there wasn't any internet at the start of the pandemic, I don't actually think I would be here. Um, I've like kind of went down a deep spiral of kind of like depression and because of that lack of connection. Um, and it, I think I know a few people who did the same. Um, because as humans, like, we obviously need other humans, um, but kind of living, obviously in a rural area, it makes it a lot more difficult. Um, I go to a, sh I could can't really walk to a shop. Um, well, people in town can, and and it's just that kind of challenge of finding anyone. Um, mm. So, like my sister moving out. Um, we always say it like people don't believe we're twins and I'm like yeah we are sadly <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah she's moved out and like we were quite close so um that was difficult um so that kind of that was another connection that was kind of lost in that in that time um so it was very much kind of 
finding other ways to find that connection so like joining beyond um and doing that photo shoot with Rankin and having our little whatsapp group um has been like a savior for me because I can just have a chat and have a laugh really um that's kind of all you need sometimes um so yeah I've realized the 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 importance of people it's having that um like you say I guess it's that recognition isn't it because I think there are different ways that people interact with individuals and with groups um and I, I yeah I feel like a similarity in terms of like I quite like time to myself I quite like having yeah. some time where I'm not interacting with other people but also like you say realizing there's a difference between not wanting that all the time or every day and actually how important it is to us to have that once a week or once a month mm. where we're kind of really interacting with people um where you've got that that social discussion or maybe quite a focused discussion about a particular thing that's going on for you and feeling like I can sit here and have a conversation with people that are in this space and as good as online support is and like we say yeah it's definitely life-saving in certain situations mm. um it is an alternative it's not the same as yeah. that that I don't know the read or the rapport that you can build when you're in person with someone um and I think yeah there is that crossover isn't there where sometimes we're I don't know sort of pressured into social situations that maybe are not for you and me um and that sort of puts us off the occasions when actually it would be really really useful and then in the last year and a half we've seen do you know what actually those occasions those odd occasions I really, really need and want those. Yeah. Um, like maybe I don't want to see you every day, but I, I do really want to. See... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, it's that self-discovery, I guess, isn't it? Over that that period where we've been forced to live differently. Um, and like you've mentioned quite a few things about um, kind of how you're living differently now, and the the transitions with your learning, with your counselling, and your support um but then also with your kind of your gender transition as well that's kind of overlapped a little bit with this period um like how has that been going through some of those stages has that been better or worse the fact that you've had to go through that during lockdowns and covid than if we were kind of out and about more um i I think it's it's been a bit of both to be honest um it's been challenging with um like going to see friends um and like because I'm I'm like when you are so excited about something you want to like stand on the top step and tell the world um but but it's tell the world to everyone over zoom instead um I have quite a few friends who are quite wary about covid um so there hasn't I haven't actually met up with many friends um so yeah it's been tricky um but when I first started I had to go private and I I was blown away by the, the the community of people who were out to there to support me um on online um it I I never thought in a million years that I'd be sat here on testosterone um because it it was way out of my reach mm. um mainly like financial stuff um but it was also 
it was also out of my reach in a way that kind of like mentally so like living in a quite toxic household so um people not calling me by the right name calling by the right pronouns yet so I'm like oh is it ever gonna happen um so but that's made it more exciting like it's made it more exciting that it is happening um I'll wake up every day and I'm like oh my god like this has actually happened I'm like this is so cool um and like every small little change and I'm like oh my god this is so cool um so I was like oh my god I'm waking up and I'm like I want extra hair on my leg and I'm like oh my god like I'm gonna become like a I don't know but I don't want to be a gorilla but I don't want to (laughs) but um it's always a little like small excitement things um and I got a long way to go like obviously only being on it like two months so you know next month is like the major month for like voice change and and stuff like that um it's been yeah challenging um because people see hormones as a cool thing like great yeah they are amazing but they come with a lot of like side effects like mentally like you're going through puberty again you're gonna be like an angry teenager you're gonna flip and hate everyone and everything and like you know for example like speaking to my parents and they're like we're gonna watch this tv program and i'm gonna flip and help we're not we're not doing that (laughs) (laughs) just burst out with the most stupidest of things but it's learning how to deal with that um but it's it's yeah it's difficult um but at the same time i wouldn't change it for the world so yeah challenging um and i think it's like I say, it's a continued journey. Um, I'm going to be like injecting myself testosterone every month for the rest of my life. So it's it's not, there's never going to be a time when I'm like, oh, I've done it. I've done it. Like it's happened. Um, but I see it as kind of like small steps. And as much as I want those steps to be a lot bigger, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, so yeah it's um i think it's in in lockdown it's made it challenging because i can't connect with people like we spoke about before um but it's made it a lot more exciting because you know all the specialists that i had to see were a lot more accessible i didn't have to go anywhere i could just sit on the sofa in my pajamas and have a conversation so i didn't have to like out my front door and go to London or you know like anywhere else um so in a way yeah digital connection is amazing but I I'd rather you know someone be sat here with me than mm, mm. than you know speaking over zoom do you do you feel like kind of your experience with with mental health illness has been like a positive impact in terms of kind of being informed and being kind of cautious around how conversations or experiences are having an impact on you um because I, I can imagine that there's there's certain stages of your journey that are going to be really really difficult um and potentially some are very impactful on how you might feel like you mentioned with 
feeling kind of the low mood the depression and and at times there might be anxiety and other stuff going on as well um do you feel like you kind of went in knowing a little bit more about yourself having had that experience um yeah I think so I think it was difficult because you you never know how you're going to react when you throw hormones in your body um but I had sort of a baseline idea um I wasn't 100% sure whether it was the right decision at the time um but I jumped in head first because oh my god it was so cool um I think it's knowing I think it's not knowing as such it's like having that support network built around you before you start um because without that um it's a lot more difficult to navigate um so it's having understanding people and other trans people who have been through the same thing um they're right behind you um because i i feel that i wouldn't have actually gone private because i thought it was gonna be like 10 grand um I thought it was way out of my league Um, they kind of gave me the resources and the information and kind of supported me with the with finding where I needed to go Um, Mm. so I value kind of like peer-to-peer support um, massively Um, but yeah, it it always comes back to that lack of like connection via digital. Mm. I think this is going to be a running, <laughs> a running theme. <laughs> I think, it, it, but I guess that could, that could be your like your thought process or experience at any time. But it's going to be particularly noticeable, like in the last year and a half, isn't it? Because that's what you've been, or what so many people have been kind of forced into, rather than like you can have this support online or in person or over the phone which would you prefer it's like well it's available online and that's probably mostly it for a large part of that time so it's not that you've chosen that it's that that's the only option yeah true I remember um going to your wedding and Mm. I was so excited because I was like oh my god people (laughs) 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 People. (laughs) um and the the leading up to it was like is it gonna happen is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And that was just like, and then the day came, I was like, yes, it's happening. Um, so that sense of just speaking to people, I don't even, like, I didn't, like, a lot of people I spoke to, I didn't know. Um, but that made it, like, it made it more special because it, I kind of spoke to people that I don't know, but actually realised that I'm a lot more confident speaking to people than I was before um because a lot of time before the pandemic I wouldn't approach anyone I didn't know (laughs) um because I'd be like oh shit what 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 they think of me like but now I'm like going out and speaking to everyone and kind of um a lot more kind of open I think um I think that's been like a a massive positive of the pandemic is I've realized that you know I need people and I am more confident than I think I am um so yeah it's 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 be it's it's be that that experience with your wedding was really nice um 
Yeah, it was like an escape, I think. It's it's that opportunity, like he, I can imagine it's very, like we had a lot of people that knew kind of very few people, or there was a few people that didn't know anybody else. Um, and generally, I think it felt like it's just that opportunity for a lot of people to come out and and be part of something as well like um it for like for me that's still like the biggest thing I've uh been to in terms of like the number of people there um I think apart from that it's been like 10 people or less pretty much for Mm. everything else um and I think on the day obviously you get married so absorbed with everything else but I think afterwards like I felt quite emotionally tired or mentally tired because of like that excitement of like you say of so many people being there of talking and um actually noticing like the the tiredness that at the moment I'm like I get tiredness from being on zoom and teams and (laughs) whatever else you're like oh this is so tiring actually it's also quite tiring like being in person with people because you're sort of relearning how to interact um to some extent and getting used to something that yeah not done for a long period of time um and yeah it, it can be that readjustment can't it but really yeah. positive to hear um like you say of, of having you having that greater confidence like in yourself and approaching people and speaking and um like in my mind I feel like that probably comes from you being further into your journey and kind of the experiences that you've had as well yeah um it's like all those little things like Mm. it's weird like um you know if I go to a shopping center right I have to kind of judge like do I go to the men's toilets or do I go to the women's toilets um and it was it was strange like the wedding I was like kind of the same but I was a lot less kind of like do I care no let's just go to the men's toilets I can I can care less um I just felt like a lot more like confident um so yeah there's all little things that people don't know about kind of like being trans is how much you have to judge like how safe you feel in that situation um so it's difficult um but it's small steps <laughs> I tend mm. to use like the disabled or um just yeah it's it's annoying but I felt kind of I am going in the right direction um so that is I guess that's the part where it's a journey for you but it's also a journey for other people isn't it of them being educated as well I think around around that I don't I don't like making the assumption that it's generally older people even though I think it generally is um but there are younger people as well that aren't kind of as educated or as aware and um I think it feels like it's kind of uh, I think gender identity is something that I can see the similarities with mental health where we're starting to see I I would say we're starting to see awareness raised but education is kind of lacking yeah um where people are like oh yes um people exist that transition gender or identify differently okay and then there's like no acknowledgement or no realization of 
maybe we need to think or act differently or recognize actually some of the things that we've done in the past maybe are not appropriate or safe and we need to recognize those changes rather than just go oh it's over to you you work out <laughs> like you say you work out which toilet you want to use or which place you feel safe in rather than us kind of combined as society as a community to go okay like do we need to have conversations and educate people um about this and I think yeah that's where I see the similarity of just education still kind of lacking a little bit yeah it's like mental health awareness day and everyone's sort of creating awareness of awareness of stuff we kind of already know um but there's a lot of like other mental health problems that no one really talks about um so for example like binge eating disorder which is um which is what I've got and it's very much kind of like it's not an eating disorder because I'm not underweight um so it's kind of very misunderstood and there's kind of there's so many like mental health problems like schizophrenia and like stuff like that out there that no one talks about and it's like you create awareness of depression and anxiety which is excellent um but what are we going to do about that mm. <laughs> um and that's always been something I've always like you know throughout my time with, like young minds and like just campaigning in general I've always kind of like questioned that because I'm like wait so we're, we're raising awareness but what is coming as a result nothing <laughs> I think it's a really it's a really important point like for, I, I will die on the hill that I think I personally think awareness days are super important but it's recognizing the limitation of them mm. and what they do like they're really really helpful and useful for some people that are at the start of their journey but people like ourselves that are further down that that we we are aware and we are probably I'm gonna big us up now we're probably fairly educated on certain aspects of that as well um but like what's the next thing like it's reliant on you saying right I'm going to start a campaign or I'm going to start a fundraiser rather than there being kind of a larger organization behind that um or even like the limitations that charities have where you know they struggle for funding to deliver services Mm. I think it's really difficult and I think that is important to have people say look there's limitations to awareness days or even I can disagree they're not good and this is why I think they're not good I think that's really important because you do see a lot of um I can't remember what it's called now um it's not signaling uh signposting yeah I know the signposting is a virtue signaling I was close I was close (laughs) um where it's like oh yeah everyone should be doing this and it's like well you're only doing it today or this weekend yeah like what are you doing the rest of the time to facilitate that change um and I think that's quite telling like you see big organizations create those campaigns and you see it like oh this week we're going to tell you about whatever or we're going to do a I don't know like a silent minute or what okay great but like why don't you donate some money to a charity or yeah. do a project that is actually doing some work um and I think that's the difficulty of yeah a lot of the time I see the good stuff it's from people like yourself from um like hope doing stuff with eating disorders like it's just a person why is it just a person like why is not a big <laughs> why isn't a big organization picking this up and going 
we need to do something about this um like the stuff you've done with young minds and and beyond um but hopefully that's that sort of steps the gap up doesn't it with those organizations and groups of people um and seeing that journey but yeah it just feels like often it's left to individuals yeah I feel that I it's weird because I I love it I love like campaigning and stuff and I, I can't ever see myself like stopping um but there was always like there was like no one else that I knew doing it at the time when I first started so I was like wait just me yeah <laughs> And I'm like, wait, there should be some other charity doing this as well. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So it feels like you're kind of like forefronting your own kind of charity. Mm. You're not. That makes sense. It's just weird. Um, And I think. I think there's a lot of things to be said about um, campaigning in general and like how people like like campaigners like myself like look after themselves because we go out there I go out there and tell people you know you know like reach out for support um xyz self-care stuff Mm -hmm. um and then people really like oh people think oh you're fine you know we're not Mm. (laughs) we're not okay um but we're doing it at times when we are okay it doesn't mean that we're we're never gonna be kind of uh, fixed as such, um, but I think that's why, like people like Hope and stuff, are so good at their kind of campaigning work because she's coming from this kind of really passionate side where she's still struggling like everyone else. Um, so yeah, it's so understanding that you know. If you if you speak about something, it doesn't mean that you're fixed or you're. It, it means that you're just passionate. That's kind of where it is, really. Um, yeah, it's 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 difficult. Right? And it's the education that comes with that, isn't it? I think of like you say of saying you can have someone that's campaigning that's supporting someone, also needs to be mindful of yeah the impact on themselves as well, yeah. like regardless of whether you've got uh, a particular illness or symptoms like it's it's managing and monitoring your well-being um how are you keeping or supporting yourself to be well um because everyone will experience times when they are low or particularly anxious or worried or stressed or or whatever's going on um and i think that's that that's the the gap that engaging people in conversations about mental health is so important because it isn't just you know like I say people that are diagnosed it's actually it's everyone needs to yeah. think about these things um so yeah like you say it's, it's that reflection on people that are supporting as well um and how that can impact them um we obviously talked a little bit about kind of like the last year two years and what and what's been going on um like looking forward a little bit hopefully hopefully next year is more uh more happy and more in person and, and such yeah. um i was trying to avoid saying positive then because 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully next year is good. Um, what, if anything, like, are there things that you kind of got planned or looking forward to for next year? Like you mentioned, hopefully your course will be kicking off next year. Yeah, I'm hoping to um, start my course back up in September. Uh, where I have two years and then I'll be qualified, which is scary, um, but exciting. Um, I'm hoping to obviously continue with testosterone and hopefully in the next like four months or so, five months, um, maybe some facial hair, maybe voice drop, maybe more anger. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like we need to keep you away from the TV remote. <laughs> um, also, um, I'm hoping to do a 24-mile walk around the New Forest for charity um, with people not yet confirmed. <laughs> um, well, I, can't, I don't think I can tell them, tell what I always say. Um, and um, just hoping to go to a lot more, like, concerts and stuff um, and, like, chill out a bit more. Um, I miss, like, going to London and, like, walking around and just, like, it's just so like it feels like so much like freedom isn't it like it's just like mm. so nice to not have to do anything but just go there because you know to walk around feel a bit more independent um so i think yeah hopefully um yeah hopefully you know next year will be better um mm. fingers crossed mm. uh, and we can all kind of relax a bit more <laughs> um yeah I, i'm i'm yeah we're all crossing our fingers and i think it's that weird period now isn't it where like you say more people are kind of feel safe to sort of meet up and go and do things but at the same time we kind of run into towards sort of christmas new year time mm-hmm. when um potentially it's harder to arrange things with people yeah. um and it's winter and sometimes people want to go out a little bit less then as well so it does feel like we're already starting to look at next year even though it's it's kind of the end of middle end of october um but yeah it feels very much planning. do you find it difficult planning stuff because you're like anyway it, it, I, I haven't i'm not past 18 months i haven't really planned anything because i'm like wait is it so um <laughs> i don't want to like be annoyed that it didn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah I know I know what you mean it, it's really difficult and like a lot of a lot of the things it's like okay so is this in person or online um or like if it's in person I feel like there's more of a need to sort of check in with people beforehand yeah it's like oh is something else come up or is someone ill um and like that particularly at the moment there's where there's a lot of kind of colds flus viruses going around there's a lot of kind of those last minute changes um i like on the complete other end of that scale recently had um someone that was going to be a guest on the podcast there they're about to have a child so we've had to rearrange that so there's like those positive things are happening as well um and it's yeah it's just it's it's like you say kind of checking in and managing i guess that emotional and mental investment in those things yeah i went to um it was a sort of helping my mental health massively 
um, I got invited to a concert at Wembley mm. Arena. Um, on, I went on Saturday mm. um, and it was amazing because I was like, oh my God, people and music and, you know, it felt like normality. Mm. I think there's a lot of people, well, like me, like, oh, I want normal, but, you know, normal, <laughs> it's difficult. Um, but I realised, I was like, oh my God, this is like what it was before. And I'm like, mm. oh, this is definitely what we can get back again. So it's a sense that things are definitely going in the right direction. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it's an exciting time. Yeah, definitely exciting. Awesome. That sounds like a good place for us to kind of wrap up our conversation on excitement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, if people want to find out a bit more about you or kind of get in contact, where are the sort of places that they can go to to find out what you're doing? Uh, you can just go on my Twitter, um, which I will get you to put. In the <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I would pretend to know it off my heart, but uh, I also can't tell you. So yeah, it'll be in. Uh, it'll be clickable. It'll be clickable in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. I've got my phone next to me as well, but never mind. It's <laughs> it's it fine. Yeah, go go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. I tell you what. Um, you talk for a minute, and I'll just check it, and uh, it'll be so subtle that no one would really notice that in this moment. Uh, <laughs> It's just your name. How could you not just remember your name? You got an extra e on the end. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So at Jacob People with an extra e. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many Twitter accounts over the time. Um, but th- that's what it is currently. So yeah, go and, <laughs> go and find Jacob there. Cool. It's been lovely to chat to you and to kind of hear what's been going on recently. And um, it sounds like you're yeah still involved in lots of different campaigns and got stuff planned for next year. So, um, yeah, it's been really nice to chat, to catch up, and, and thank you for sharing. No worries. It's been lovely speaking to you. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate Yeah, It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission to say, you just need a little bit of help. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.